Darnell Mooney. You take that route one more yard into the end zone, that's a touchdown and that's a win. Yeah. So that's all Darnell Mooney's fault. And, like, I know you, you're not supposed to blame one player, but there's there's nowhere else I can put the blame on other than the offensive line and the receiving core because mm-hmm. they're just buns. I have no other word to yeah, describe they, it. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they're, they're not good. Yeah, it was um, – Carson Wentz didn't even have over 100 yards passing. He's yeah, awful. Yeah, I mean uh, – I was really disappointed in this game just purely of the fact that, yeah, he didn't have 100 yards passing, no touchdowns. Um, when you have that receiving core of Curtis Samuel, yeah, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, how? I just don't understand how you're not getting the ball out. Um, the, it, 12 for 22 is also just just not – It's, it's unacceptable. It's, unac- it's unacceptable with that receiving core, exactly. Like, right. it, you have no excuse almost. Yeah, it is uh, it is really, really bad. Uh, I saw even his coach said today that the reason they're so far down in the division is because of quarterback play. That, that was a misconstrued quote. And, uh, was I, like, it? that was – they said um, a lot of the media, and that's, that's something I kind of want to touch base on, they, they really – Took that quote out of context. They said that yeah, they but, were blaming Carson Wentz. That's not the that's not the thing at all. You're talking about Ron Rivera. Yeah, Ron yeah. Rivera was specifically stating that the reason all the other teams in the division have been better so far is because they had more time with their quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz is is they've had like five different quarterbacks the mm-hmm. last five seasons. Uh-huh. This is Carson Wentz's very first season as starter, and that's why Ron Rivera said they're not as good. They're saying that they haven't enough haven't had. They haven't had enough time with their quarterback to be able to generate any sort yeah. of chemistry. And I think he actually got a chance uh, after the game uh, to kind of clear that up. And he said that uh, he wanted Carson Wentz, you know, because mm-hmm. a, a lot of it was uh, the front office only picked Carson Wentz. Uh, Ron Rivera didn't want Carson Wentz. And uh, after the game, he did get a chance to kind of uh, – he got mad at the reporter, actually, who asked the question, mm-hmm. stormed off in the interview. Uh but I'm glad he got to clear it up because, I mean, it's unfair to Carson Wentz just to be hearing that. Yeah, and uh, – I mean, it is unfair, but at the same time, he's still bad. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's also the most stacked quarterback in the league. So, I mean, on one side of the spectrum, you should be making plays, doing stuff yeah. with that receiving core. Uh, but then again, he's in a first-year offense – or first time with the team this year, and he's the most stacked quarterback in the league. So, I mean, either way – you should be better as a former MVP candidate. Did he win MVP that year? He did not. He didn't win he MVP. Hurt, he, he came short. Himself. Oh, right, right. Um, well, he was going to win MVP, so we know he can play at that level, and we just haven't seen it since. So moving on, we're going to move to a this or that segment. You know, next hold on. Next week we get another Thursday Night Football matchup. I think it's Cardinal Saints, correct? Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, everyone thinks it's going to be a little bit better until you realize that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 comes out next oh week. Oh, my God. And yeah. Kyler Murray's going to play yeah, terribly because <laughs> he's up all night playing the game. I got Saints next week. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but either way, we're going to move to a this or that segment. This week, it is quarterback of the Raiders, Derek Carr. So, I'm going to name a player that in I'm going to see if they would rather take Derek Carr or the player that I named quarterback-wise. So, here we go. Would you rather have a Derek Carr or Zach Wilson? Give me Zach Wilson. Give me Derek Carr. Really? This yeah. is, this is good. I I love these questions just because it's like if you have to explain yourself. Okay, and... so I, I can easily explain myself. Okay. Derek Carr, um, like we just said about Carson Wentz, had an MVP season at one point, so we know he can play there. Mm-hmm. Um, he he isn't playing the best right now, but Zach Wilson's not playing the best either, and Derek Carr's just proven himself more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have to go Derek Carr just based off the the veteran status he experience. has. Yeah, experience. Okay. And just yeah. I feel like this is a little bit of a bias for me because I had the chance of watching Zach Wilson at BYU. I was really high on him, 
and I know what he's capable of, and he hasn't exactly shown that quite yet, but I know that he can become a player that is just a natural playmaker, and that's kind of the reason that I want to say Zach Wilson, because I know that he is a playmaking specialist, and he is just a lot more athletically gifted and more uh, fluid with the football, I want to say, than what Derek Carr is. Okay. I'll agree with you with more athletic. For yeah, sure. he, he's definitely more athletic. I, if I was thinking right now, if I if I wanted a quarterback for like for the rest of this season to finish out, try to get me to the playoffs, I think I would have to go Derek Carr just just because the experience standpoint. But that's definitely a close one. We'll go to Matt Stafford or Derek Carr. Give me Derek Carr. Give me Matt Stafford. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another tough one, but they've not been playing the best so far. Matt Stafford's yeah. looking, looking a little shaky. And so based on my answer, you okay, could you definitely ahead. say that I would take Zach Wilson over Matt Stafford as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Stafford is just not smart with a football in his hands. I understand that he has a terrible offensive line right now, but at the end of the day, when you have a receiving core that is that talented, it shouldn't, it should not uh, matter. Like, you stack up the two receiving cores, Raiders, really solid one, Rams, really solid one, and we've seen Derek Carr be able to do more with that receiving group than what Matt Stafford has. He has like four touchdowns, six interceptions this season. Yeah, he's looked really bad. Yeah. Stafford is not a good quarterback right now, and it's just it's just that kind of thing where like he's a veteran presence, obviously, but it's just disappointing so far this season. I mean, it was great last season. They won the Super Bowl, whatever, but it's a new year, and he's not playing anywhere near the capability of what he has okay. shown. So, so why Matt Stafford? So Matt Stafford, actually, for the same reason. Um, I picked Matt Stafford because Derek Carr is is not good. He's He was also not being that good this year, and, mm-hmm. and Matt Stafford um, – has won the Super Bowl last year and yeah. and is a Hall of Fame most in indefinite Hall of Fame quarterback. Are you serious, Matt Stafford? I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. Matt Stafford. Yeah, and, all, and a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes. He, I, he's close. He has, bro. He has. He has. Uh, he's responsible for the two I best wide be, receiver seasons ever. I must be. I must be missing something because I don't think he's close. I think. Dude, what he throws for five thousand yards a season. Yeah, he was, and they're gonna give it to him just because he was in. Detroit. All yeah, he years. was in Detroit, and then he. And I think moved. right now, if you put Matt Stafford yeah. on the Raiders, he's gonna have completely better oh. numbers than. Derek oh yeah, Carr. for sure, for so sure. I'm gonna go. I'm going Matt Stafford there, but we'll go to Derek Carr or Geno Smith. Okay, well, I'm getting Geno Smith on this one. <laughs> highest Seahawks man. Highest completion percentage through four games. Uh, in the last five years, um, I might be wrong on the years, but. It's high. I, for whatever reason, I feel like Derek Carr and Geno Smith are like really similar players, and I don't know why. I feel like they, they just have like the same build and the same play style. I True. disagree. I, I mean, mean, I think that I think that they don't play anything alike. I mean, I love I I, I love Geno Smith this season. He's playing well. I know Draven likes that answer. I'll take him over two Genos over Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I mean, Geno's playing look at well. His numbers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's doing really. But I, really I don't good. I don't just look at numbers. I like to look past that. His playmaking ability, his ability to throw on the run, is is. He, he he puts the ball into tight windows, and he does it much better than what Derek Carr has been able to do. But you can also see that through numbers as well. Well, yeah. And, like, and numbers. This, is, this is so wild because six weeks ago, you would have gotten looked at funny for asking this question of Derek Carr or Geno Smith. Well, yeah, yeah, six weeks ago, we were thinking that at some point Drew Locke would be taking over. Exactly. Well, when I was telling everybody I was okay with Geno Smith being our quarterback and I would have him over Drew Locke, they would look at me like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, like I'm smoking crack or something. Like It was exactly. really bad. Yeah, so these are pretty interesting. Derek Carr or uh, Davis Mills? Ooh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr now, Davis Mills in the future. I think Der- Davis Mills is actually a very functional quarterback. Let's, let's from now on, it's going to be for like for the rest of the season. Okay, for the rest of the season, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. Yeah, that that's. I fair. think that's pretty explainable by itself. 
Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? <sighs> Give me Kirk. Give me Kirk Cousins. Oh, this is this, a tough one. This is this is like a. Uh, a this, yeah, is this is tough. tough. Give me Kirk. I'm gonna I think I'm Kirk. going Kirk also. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like he, I don't know, I just feel like he's less careless with the ball than Derek Carr is. Uh, no, I, I think it's quite the contrary. I think that Kirk Cousins is just, is is absolutely careless with the football, but I think that... Not the past few seasons he hasn't been. He's had like three interceptions. I know, but season. those interceptions are very, very bad interceptions. And like, but uh, this season is not as bad as we've seen it. I mean, it is still pretty bad, but... I'll just take Kirk because I know that he I can rely on Kirk Cousins to make the bigger splash plays than I can rely on uh, maybe Derek Carr making from now on. He's then. definitely Derek Carr is definitely more careless with the ball than Kirk Cousins is. I'll die on that hill. So I'm I'm taking Kirk also. I I feel like I I don't know. I just feel like he's more obviously not more experienced, but I don't I just I just like his I guess Moxie a little bit more. I yeah, don't he's know. like more of a quarterback almost. Like yeah. more like complete. Yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like I I just feel more comfortable with Kirk Cousins in the pocket than uh, Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr or Trevor Lawrence? Mm. Trevor Lawrence. I was cooking with these ones. You were. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is the better passer and the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's better touch, but I want to say uh, Derek Carr just because I. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has given up a lot of unnecessary turnovers this season. That's and really fair. He has a last two games, he's looked issue. awful. Yeah. I mean, I, I just the only reason I have Trevor Lawrence is because Derek Carr has looked not the best with mm-hmm. um, the best receivers like That's Devontae fair. Adams, Darren mm-hmm. Waller, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Yeah. And how and how are you not looking mm-hmm. good? It, it's That's, the same as Carson Wentz. Like I just don't understand. So I can't trust you if we if I give you the best receivers and you mm-hmm. can't do it with that and then. It's it's very hard because Trevor Lawrence is immensely more talented, but he has a turnover issue that's really bad. So I think for right now I would go Derek Carr, okay. but it's really close. Yeah, uh, Derek Carr or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Easy. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty easy one. <laughs> yeah, Derek I, Carr I, or Tua? Uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. I mean, I just. I, I'm done with the Tua argument. Uh, he's <laughs> not a good quarterback. He just looks good in Mike McDaniel's system. That's pretty much it. And like, the fact that Jacoby Brissett was pretty solid in that system kind of shows that that's or not Jacoby Brissett. I keep saying Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater yeah. was good in that system. Kind of shows that you anyone can be good in that system. That anybody can be good in that system. I mean, it's just a, you just have to be good at throwing the football. He doesn't have to. Yeah. Throw it deep. He doesn't have to challenge defenses very and often. Honestly, when he did throw it deep this season before before the injury, they they weren't good throws. No, oh, they were awful. I also don't think Tua could finish out the rest of the season even if I picked him. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Derek Carr or Kyler Murray? I know there's a new Call of Duty game coming out, so I don't know. How... Kyler still. I mean, yeah, you, Kyler can't, Murray, yeah. you can't. You can't. He makes plays on his own. Untouchable that's, in the pocket. That's absolutely, yeah. His he... athletic ability is miles from Derek Carr. And then to finish it off... This is an, this is an, this is an easy one for me. Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill? Ooh. Derek Carr. Oh my! I think I'm going Derek Carr too. That's easy, Derek Carr for me too. Ryan Tannehill, I. Oh, that's how is that easy for you? Ryan that Tannehill's those they like, had AJ Brown last year and didn't do anything. Ryan Tannehill's with him. not a good quarterback. He's not. He's not. People had him top ten for like four years. And especially when when you have the argument of Derek Henry. Uh, or they stack the box on Derrick Henry. So if they stack the box on Derrick Henry, that should leave A.J. Brown wide open. Well, still... was, that's just what's confusing is that if you look at his stats, I mean, he has six touchdowns, three interceptions, and a, and a bad receiving core. Like, 
I mean, only because they stack the box so much. And, I mean, when you have a weapon like Gary Henry, people do stack the box so much. I understand. I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill just because I think that he can function better. I, I, look, you can sit here and, compl- and uh, talk about stacking the box all day long, but at the end of the day, I'm going to take what Derek Carr uh, – Derek Carr's success with a very good receiving core hasn't been what Ryan Tannehill's success has been in a very mediocre receiving core. This is, they're, they're even without Burks now, so it's not like well, they're working with Robert Woods and Robert Nick Woods. Westbrook Akine or something like that. Oh, did yeah, Tannehill I mean, Burks get hurt? I'm pretty sure. He oh, had, I mean, Ryan Tannehill has Yeah, he's got, to, he got uh, turf toe. He's out for like four Hasn't weeks. even touched 1,000 yards this uh, this season. Think 60, Ryan Tannehill hasn't reached 1,000 yards. Hasn't reached 1,000 yards. Did, has Derek Carr? Yeah, Derek Carr's at 1,200, eight touchdowns, four interceptions. He's at... They're just both so mid. 965, <laughs> six touchdowns, three interceptions. I feel like Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins are all versions of the same dude. And yeah. it's, just, it's just hard. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> but yeah, that will end it off. Those are, those are really fun segments. Just, yeah, that's a good one. Just to uh, compare to... Players that are really similar, really similar stats and whatnot. So I believe now we can get into some of Brock's burning questions. Yeah, we're going to go back to Brock's burning questions this Not week. Not Draven's this week, it's Brock's this uh, week. I, my first question, it's going to be really open-ended. Um, it just kind of depends how you answer it. Okay. What are the New York Jets? What are they? A building, uh, a building organization. What are they this season? Oh, like, are they a bad team that beats good teams? Are they a good team that can that just lose to bad teams? Are they I just? Think, this is hard. I think they're a, a, a mid team that it could go either way for. But I, they I, did. They absolutely decimated the Dolphins last week. They did. So they're they've won two I mean, in a I, row. I, I still think that just because they, like I said, they're mid. Like I said, they, they can win games or they could lose games, and that's what they've been doing this year. And I still think they're a really good team. I do think they're a good team, but when I say mid, it's just like they're all so young. And they're also well. I I think they're young and talented, but they're gonna lose games back uh, based on their lack of experience. Yeah, like, I mean that's just a given. So I yeah, I, they're really young. They're really talented. I like the way they drafted last year. They're they're surrounding uh, Zach Wilson and their defense with as much talent as they can in the moment, but that's only gonna win them so many games when they have to play good opponents. Uh, they did beat the Dolphins though. Uh, the banged up Dolphins. They lost to the Bengals. They just hardly beat the Steelers, who just got blown out. But um, at the end of the day, I think they're going to go 7-10, and 8-9 and nine at best. That's bold. I yeah. think they can go 9-8, and eight, maybe make a possible playoff push, based on the way they're playing right now. Uh, they have they have, a, they have actually a true test coming up this week: Jets and Packers. Yeah, that's, so, that's a good one. So if they if they can prove it this week, then I think I'm more I'm more with you on that. But right now, I think. Seven, seven and ten. I think below five hundred. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I think I think below five hundred too. All right. So our next question is: Jalen Hurts' lack of superior passing stats keeping him out of the MVP race? Oh, I don't even know what his stats are. Let me look. He has as many passing touchdowns as Baker Mayfield and Marcus Mariota, but he is less than Joe Flacco and Jimmy Garoppolo, who have both played in less games. Um, so he has four touchdowns, two interceptions. I know he's been cooking running the ball. So I don't – I just feel like it's more uh, of a Lamar Jackson stat line. I don't think that's really – I mean, recent odds have placed him in fourth, distanced behind Mahomes, Lamar, and Josh Allen pretty significantly. Well, those guys have been having a really good season. Well, yeah, but if you look at how these players have been changing the game, I think Jalen Hurts has been able to continuously change the game. But is it this passing stats that are affecting 
how high he is on MVP polls. Well, yeah, I, I think that's really true, but just because I when I think of MVP, I think of Lamar Jackson because he's doing all of it. Yeah. Like, he, he, has, he has the superior passing stats and the rushing stats. Yeah, that's... So that's why I think, like, if, if Jalen Hurts also had the superior passing stats then he'd he'd be more in the race but just because of that i have to go he's he's that's that's keeping him down okay yeah i do too i mean he he has good a uh, good passing yard his qbr isn't all right his completion percentage is pretty good but at the end of the day when you'd have a four to two interception ratio let's say let's say this next week he goes to dallas and throws four touchdown passes where does he go on your list now Ooh, wow where does he go on your de- list de- now depending on how mahomes and allen play he'd probably still be third Okay. Those guys, because those guys are playing out of their mind right now, and clearly one and two MVP. And how, hold on, how many touchdowns does he have? I'm sorry. He has four, so he would have eight and two interceptions if he doesn't yeah, throw an interception. I still just don't think because he Lamar would be has third. twelve. Oh my goodness, does he? Actually? Lamar has twelve touchdowns playing the Giants this week. Yeah, he still he still might be fourth. I mean, he's he's actually had a really good season. I'm not dogging on him. I know his passing stats aren't the best, but those dudes have been having insane seasons. Yeah, they're they've been the a game changers for their team. And there's so much pressure that those teams put on their quarterbacks. It's uh, he'd still be fourth, I think, even if he has a really good game this week. All right. So just over eight months ago, we witnessed the underdog Cincinnati Bengals march their way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> now they're kind of in a dismay, and everyone is pointing their finger at one person. Is there any chance in the world that Zach Taylor is out as Cincinnati's head coach after this season? Yeah, I think there is a chance. His I've I've watched a few Bengals games. The this this season and his play calling has been really bad. I know so, that's not that all that comes with it, but it's been atrocious. So there there's a chance. Is there is there any chance in the world that after coming off a Super Bowl appearance, you I would mean, fire your head coach? So that's what I was just gonna say. Like when the Bengals were the underdogs, but like they were predicted like to win three or four games, and then they went and won the Super Bowl, and you have the whole city of Cincinnati uh, hyped on the Bengals. You you almost can't. Okay, you have but hold to on. wait. You have to wait. Flip the narrative. They were supposed to win like they were supposed to win their division, dominate the AFC this season. They were supposed to. They were supposed to be with us and the Bills. Yeah. That's that's what people were saying. So now they're disappointing. Does that kind of level it out? No. I no. I, I don't think it does. I think there's a chance they could, but I don't think they will. I, don't, I think. I, I yeah. I I just don't think it levels it out because. Um, be like, what they went. You? They went to the Super Bowl. I mean, the the Cincinnati don't don't. It go wasn't to, even the offense that got them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, was my thing. Yeah, the the defense stepped. There up was not in a that single AFC game in the playoffs where the Bengals offense outplayed the defense, and the the defensive coordinator he they they turned that defense into a really good defense this year. They've been they've been uh, honestly really carrying the team. And if Zach Taylor handles the offensive play calling, I don't uh, I don't see why they couldn't. But I just don't think they have the guts. Because he got after them there. a Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. He, he got them there. I think the fans would be pretty mad if they did. So fans, I don't think they have the. Guts. I think you have to wait till till um, not after this year, but you have to wait till a whole next season next year. Yeah, well, I mean, when you have a if you like, if let's say they finish out the season and they like get a low playoff seed or they don't make the playoffs, if you do it again next year after having <laughs> that talented of a roster and making yep. a Super Bowl appearance, I would be done with the coach. Me too. Okay, so is this like kind of a trend though with younger coaches? Like we've seen Zach Taylor struggle this season. We've seen mm-hmm. Brandon Staley. Uh, He's been bad. And I mean, Bears Matt Eberflus, but it's the Bears. Yeah, and then the you Bears. got Sean, uh, Sean McVay is struggling this season with play calling. 
Is that like just a thing with younger head coaches? Are they really struggling to make these play calls and manage the clock? It really seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, a lot, of, a lot of stuff in the NFL is just like a lot of um, certain groups are are doing really bad right now, and mm-hmm. I, that would be a certain group I would say uh, is just <laughs> the younger coaches. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so after last year's Super Bowl win, Sean McVay, people had him like a top three head coach. And they had him like he's below. good. Yeah, he he honestly is a good coach. I think I I don't think that's his fault at all. To be honest, I I I would uh, keep him as long as they could if you're if you're yeah, a Rams fan. For but sure. Zach Taylor, I know I know you made a Super Bowl appearance. You've you got to pick it up. And Brandon Staley honestly has not been that good the past few years. Yeah. And he's just now starting to get called out for it. Well, he's he's a, he's a defensive head coach so he doesn't mm-hmm. have control over the success of the offense that's all that's all uh right that's all uh, but their defense Joe been Lombardi but their yeah that's the thing is like their defense was one of the worst against the run last year exactly stocked up on premier players and once again they're one of the worst against and, the run and this they season. should have lost last week on a horrible play call that I'm sure he had something to do with it I don't know if you guys saw it but it was like midfield they should have just like punted it they went for it on fourth and one and gave the Browns like a field goal to win it and the Browns missed it so they got really lucky and if like if you punted it away there would have been almost no way that they would have driven down the field and even had a chance to win the game but he was like oh uh, yeah we trust our defense and, and didn't nick chubb just yeah just run all over them he, that game yeah he did and they're the the chargers are really lucky they missed that field goal because they would have lost but he he's Man. been making poor decisions that's what lost them the chiefs game last year it's it's just uh he's not a good decision maker right now but, all right yeah. Is the NFC East really the best division in football or just the most competitive? It's it's tough because I, I do think that the Cowboys are a legit team once they get Dak back, and I know the Eagles are legit. I don't know. Giants are legit. Dude. They they could be. Here's could something be that might change your outlook on it. Okay. The Giants have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Philadelphia has the second easiest. Commanders have the sixth e- easiest, and the Cowboys has the have the tenth easiest. Yeah, well, that's that's what my thing was. Is I I don't think the Giants are. I honestly don't think they're legit. I know they're foreign when I know their records good. They're very well coached. They so are Brian well coached. Daybill is 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 probably my coach of the year right now. Yeah, they they've they've been honestly doing phenomenal. But I don't know. It's it's a different league than it was last year. So we'll see if they can keep it up. But I. I think there's only really two legit teams, like, come January in that division. Honestly, I think it's the most competitive. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. the best, just most competitive, just because <laughs> all those teams are, are doing pretty good right now. And everybody thought that division would be the NFC West with Arizona, Los uh-huh. Angeles, Seattle, and uh, San Francisco, but yeah. that's not. Yeah, only yeah. No, And I, the AFC West as well. No, that, that division's probably one of the worst, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But even, yeah, even with uh, – with, even if you say that the the East is only uh, the most competitive team in the league, they honestly still have a chance to be the best. I, I don't know if there's another division out there that can really compete with that right now, just based off records wise. I mean, yeah. maybe the AFC East, but who who knows? Uh, I'm I will say they're just the most competitive for now. At the end of the day, I think the AFC West can still be the best, but I don't think it is. Currently. I also love watching the Giants because I like I kind of liked Eli Manning for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know really? why. Um, yeah, I, I'm a Big, big Tom Brady fan. But you still like Eli Manning? I, st- I still like Eli Manning, dude. I mean, Tom Brady beat us in the Super Bowl, and I still like Tom Brady. Yeah. So, um, But I love watching Daniel Jones because he looks just like a faster Eli Manning. He does. It, and, and it's, it's so, so funny. funny. He, has, he has, like, no 
He's really fast in the open field, but he has, like, no, like, agility to make <laughs> no, anything. No, no, so. yeah. Yeah, if there's not an open gap, he's probably not running. No, it's it's funny. <laughs> All right, so my last question. I I'm, I've have, uh, been getting lost in the sauce lately. Do you guys consider Sauce Gardner to be already a top 10 corner? Top 10 is tough. He's I know he's been playing good, but I think there's probably still 10 corners out there that are more proven Locked, and better. Name 10. Let's go. Okay, Xavier oh, and Howard. This is not in order. Not in order. Just cornerbacks. Do you consider Xavier and Howard this season being better than Sauce Gardner? Not necessarily this season, but it's still better. Let's I talk yeah. about this season, though. He's a rookie. We can't talk about last season because he wasn't in the league, but we want to talk about this season. No. Name 10 I'm corners this season. I'm talking about cornerbacks that, are, that I'd rather have yeah, right now. No, but you, can all, you also can make the argument that Xavier and Howard has done more in his career. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about well, Sauce well, Gardner's had a one-year career. I'm, I'm, rookie no, season. I'm not talking career. He's I'm talking five games. Out of a cornerback, if you had to go, if you had to choose a cornerback to start your franchise, not start your franchise, but just have on your roster right now, can you name 10 quarterbacks that are better than Sauce? Because I think I still can. Shaquille Griffin. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm taking Shaquille Griffin. Doesn't he play for the Sauce. Jaguars? No, he plays for the Falcons, I think. Okay, hold on. Because uh, I'm going Jalen Ramsey... Marlon Humphrey's been locked down this season. No, yeah, Jaguars. Then who am I thinking of on the Falcons? You're thinking of uh you're thinking of uh what's his name? AJ Terrell. Dude, am I? AJ Terrell's solid, but he hasn't been playing that great this year. Yeah, I think right, he is solid. I I'd still rather take AJ Terrell, I think. Um I think maybe Marshawn Lattimore, of course. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, we said Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. I would take Trey White. I would take Marlon Humphrey. Tre'Davious White hasn't played though. I know. I'm. I'm. St- I would still take a healthy Trey Day over. Okay. I'm just saying. I Maybe don't. Maybe Stephon think... Gilmore too. He's been playing pretty good. This He's been season. playing. You'd rather play a 31 or like a an over 30 year old Stephon Gilmore over this rookie that is locked up. For Mark Andrews, Jamar Chase, everyone of the Steelers, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. This I would one. take I would take Jair Alexander over him. Really, dude? Yes. I I don't think he's getting enough respect. I'd play some. I can only name maybe six corners I would take over him right now. You who who would who would those six be? Well, Jalen Ramsey, of course. Yes. I would take uh, Trayvon Diggs. He's playing really well. Oh, I would take Tra- Trayvon Diggs too. That's like seven I, or eight right there. I will take. Uh, I will not take Xavier Howard. I will not take Marlon Humphrey. I will not take Stephon Gilmore. I I wouldn't take Stephon Gilmore. Uh, let's see here. Let me look on. I, I have my rosters pulled yeah, up. Yeah, I would take uh, Marshall. What about Pat Sertain, bro? No. They're playing at, like, the same level. Yeah, they are. Pat Sertain's good. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I, he's not be, I, He's not playing better than Sauce, though. I would take A.J. Terrell, so that makes four. I would take Darius Slay. Um, Darius Slay is actually having a good season, too. He is, but he's just he's a really good player when it comes to making plays on the football. Um, but he's not somebody that can cover people deep. That's my issue with him. So that's like four people. Uh, I would. J.C. Jackson's overrated. I'm not taking him. Uh, so maybe maybe not ten, but uh, around it, maybe eight or nine. I just think people don't realize how many pe- how many corners are actually legit in the league, and I think that Sauce has made himself known that he is one of the legit corners in the league so far. Nate that's... Hobbs has been having a better season. I'll take Nate Hobbs. Over. Dude, he's been having. You're like just an naming good season. corners now. Yeah, what? I mean, You're just yeah. naming, like, good corners. You're not even thinking about, hey, Sauce is better than this guy. You, Pat's, you... Pat Sertain and Sauce Gardner legitimately, like, almost have the same season. 
You're Nate just Hobbs looking at like tackles and stuff like that, though. You gotta look here. Let me pull up my advanced stats real quick. Bro said Ronald Darby. I'm dead. <laughs> Ronald Darby. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe there's. It's it's definitely around ten, but maybe not quite ten. Okay, so against Baltimore. Uh, he allowed. He was targeted three times. Two for three. Nineteen total yards. One pass breakup. Whatever. Against uh, the Cleveland Browns, he targeted five times. Completed. Allowed forty-three yards in coverage. One pass breakup. Against the uh, Bengals, he, let, he had six targets. Gave up sixty-five yards um, and had two pass breakups. Pittsburgh. Five targets, only let one completion go by for four total yards, one pass breakup against Miami, three times targeted, one completion allowed, 11 yards, and one interception. The dude has not given up a 100-yard game yet. He's not allowed more than 70 yards in a game. He's not been targeted more than six times in any game. Yeah, right. I, I don't now, I, can you look this up? Can you look up Derek Stingley's? Derek Stingley's actually been, like, underperforming, I've heard. Let's look at Derek I mean, Stingley. He has horrible like players around him. But. Indianapolis, uh, Derek Stingley had four targets. He allowed 29 yards, one pass breakup. Uh, against Denver, he was targeted 10 times, gave up 76 yards, but had three pass breakups. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Chicago, he had, two ta- he had two passes targeted his direction, but gave up nothing. Uh, against the Chargers, he had seven times he was targeted, gave up six completions for 57 yards. Mm. And then against Jacksonville, he was targeted five times for 37 yards, one interception, and one pass. Yeah, I would up. take Sauce over Derek Stingley right now. But I mean, maybe he's been the, getting better. So it's, maybe there's Stingley not has ten. Been getting better. I, Sauce is definitely is definitely that dude. Maybe there's not ten, but it's, it's around ten. He's he's probably around nine through twelve in my in my cornerbacks right now. Yeah. So it's that's definitely a close question. But we, we, that's the end of my questions. But I kind of since we have like a lot of time. Um, we we can go to break and come back, and uh, at the end of the time, we can go to any more questions if you want to. I yeah, want to get through our predictions first. Okay, so we'll go to break here, and we'll come back, do our predictions for week six. Don't go anywhere. This is the whole nine yards on KZLX. Welcome back to the whole nine yards on KZLX. I'm Keaton Smith, alongside Brock Krusky and Draven Bridgman. We got <laughs> done with a couple questions, and this or that segments are going to move into our predictions segment for week six. We got some fun games, exciting games. And we're going to break them down. I'm already one to know. I went nine and seven last week. Brock said he went nine and seven last week. I don't know if Draven seven and ten. Seven and ten. Yeah. So I'm one to know also. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I pick Commanders. I pick Bears. So tough <laughs> yeah. That was a hard one though. Yeah, that, that was really. That, difficult. That's actually a toss up. That's a fifty fifty. If the, if he uh, caught the ball uh, the first time it hit a hand, hit his hands, we'd be sitting at zero one one right now, Draven. True. But. Uh, to start off our noon games, we have no London games this week. It's the 49ers at the Falcons. I pretty easily picked the Niners in this one. I actually have the Falcons. Ooh. I'm really high on the Falcons offense this year for some reason. I love Drake London. I like mm-hmm. how Cordell Patterson is playing, and I like He's not what... playing, though. He's not playing this week? No. no. He's on IR. Still, still, <laughs> give me, still give me Falcons. Still give me Falcons because I like what Mariota's doing, and I like Drake London. So, yeah, give me Falcons. Uh, give me 49ers, but honestly, I just 
I'll be honest, I just not a big fan of how the 49ers run their offense. I mm-hmm. think it was a little bit better last week, but they need to get George Kittle way more involved than what he is right now. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, go ahead and give me the 49ers over the Falcons. Yeah, I, I picked that too. Their defense has been 10 times better than the Falcons, so I went, went with the Niners. We have the Patriots at the Browns. This is a really interesting game. Like a, This is another 50-50 game to me. Browns. Yeah, there's a lot of people picking the Patriots, and I'm not really entirely sure why. I think the Browns have really uh, established that they can win on the ground, and they have Mm -hmm. been able to win on the ground. Nick Chubb is by far the best running back in the league so far this season, Um, and I just really like the way they are able to run the football, and I think that's going to overwhelm the Patriots' defense. Patriots' secondary is not actually looking that bad. I mean, their rookie corner, Jack Jones, he's playing really solid right now. Mm -hmm. But if he's not involved in the passing attack, then there's nothing he can really do. So go ahead and give me the Browns over the Patriots. Uh, The only reason I picked the Patriots is, like you said, because of that secondary. I think they might be able to limit the passing game and maybe stack the box a little bit more. And I don't know, Bill Belichick's always on the coaching staff, so I just had a feeling. This is just a feeling game for me. I just picked the Pats. But uh, that's that's definitely a tough one. That's respectable, yeah. Browns just are playing yeah, not a and, pretty high level right yeah they haven't been playing that, that well recently. So I went with the Pats, who just blew up the Lions. Next, we'll go to the Jets at the Packers. A true test for the Jets in Week 6. Uh, you know, I'm going to take the Packers. I was going back and forth through this one, but I think that um, after a loss last week, it's kind of a just come-to-sense moment mm-hmm. for uh, Matt LaFleur. I think he's going to be able to coach this offense a little bit better this week, and I think they're going to be able to expose uh, the lack of run defense the Jets have. And so give me the Packers in this one. I think A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are lined up for a pretty solid game. Um, Give me Jets on this one. All uh, right. Yeah, I'm going to pick Jets only because – That's a gutsy pick. Yeah, it is a gutsy pick only because I, I just – I think Zach Wilson might have a, a pretty good game this week, and I think he mm-hmm. might, might find uh, – might find his targets pretty well, and I think Brees Hall is going to have another great game like he has been this year. He's been playing pretty well. So, yeah, give me Jets. Uh, I went with Packers just because I think they're going to be able, like like Brock said, to to pound the run game on that uh, inexperienced front from the Jets, and they're going to find a way to mix in the play-action stuff and stuff like that, and Aaron Rodgers is due for a big day. So I have him taking the Jets on and beating them in Lambeau Field. We next... Or next we go to a AFC South matchup, Jaguars at the Colts. Draven. Yeah, give me Jags, just because I mean this is a pretty obvious one. This this is gonna be like the easiest pick I'll probably have. Jags are playing at a extremely high level, not extremely high, but they're playing at a pretty good level. Um, right. I don't I don't see the Colts being able to score on that Jags defense very very well. Yeah, Colts offense is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, I think Josh. And they Allen's still somehow gonna... have a technically better record than the Jaguars. At the Jags are two and three, and the Colts are two two and one. It, their defense is pretty good. Their defense is is right. is pretty good. So that that'll be one thing the Jags might struggle with. But I still think Jags will overcome that defense. So yeah, give me Jags. Uh, you know I'm gonna take the Jaguars as well. As well, but mm-hmm. I think that it's not gonna be a blowout. I just their offensive line has really struggled a tad bit with protecting Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, he can't really hold on to the yeah, football he's got a that well. Issue, yeah. Um. But I know that I know that the Colts can't or won't be able to function well on the Jaguars' pass rush, especially with those two young guys, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me Jaguars. I think this is a game that their running game can really take yeah. over and win this game for them. Yeah, uh, I thought of pressure when I thought of Jaguars. Like you said, those two young guys to have a good uh, good young pass rushers. 
And if they if they hit Matt Ryan, which I think they definitely can, they're going to uh, – he's going to fumble like he always does. Oh, yeah, he's, he's guaranteed to. So, so I so. took the Jags in that one. And next to a NFC-AFC matchup, the Vikings travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. I just love their weapons. They've, they've looked really good. They're 4-1. Dolphins just got blew out by the Jets. I know they have still have a positive record, but – I just I just trust this Vikings team as of right now with their starting quarterback more than the Dolphins, so I took the Vikings. Yeah, go ahead and give me the Vikings as well. Like you said, uh, Justin Jefferson playing really well, mm-hmm. uh, just more overall weapons than than the Dolphins. Uh, I think I don't see Dolphins winning that much more games this year, uh, right. just purely off the quarterback, and they're they just not going to be able to throw it. Uh, yeah, so give me Vikings. Mm. So Skylar Thompson is slated to start. We saw that went last week against the Jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, give me the Vikings. I think that the Dolphins might have a better time offensively staying in this game just because of the misfires on the uh, Vikings' defense. Their cornerbacks aren't exactly playing at the level they want them to. That's Patrick Peterson and Cam Dantzler. Yeah. Um, but I, I do trust that offense of Minnesota to be able to shut this game out if needed especially in the first half, if they can just keep consistent in the second half and not play down to their opponent like they did against the Bears last week, I think they'll mm-hmm. just be A-OK. So give me the Vikings over the Dolphins. Yeah, that's the reason that took them. Next we have the Bengals at the Saints. Bengals travel down to the Superdome to play New Orleans. What do you got, Javen? Give me Bengals. Um, th- they've been playing a little bit better than they obviously were at the beginning of the season. Uh, I like the way that O-line is kind of looking. They're looking a little bit better, so give me Bengals. Okay. You know, um, I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, I I honestly, there's just been such an out-of-sync look to the Bengals this season, and I don't think it gets any better going against this defense. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be on uh, Jamar Chase, Chase, and T. Higgins is out, so you really have a limited, uh, like, outlook on the receivers. We know the run game is really good with – Mm-hmm. Pete, Pete Werner and does Demario Davis play for that defense still? Yeah. Who's there? Yeah, Demario yeah. Davis. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. He's old. Pete yeah, Werner. He's, he's nice too. Pete Werner and Demario Davis uh, protecting that run game. I think it's going to be a really good game for the Saints. I think that with Andy Dalton hopefully starting, because mm-hmm. um, he's looked better than Jameis Winston has, uh, they can be able to pull out with his victory. I'm not sure if. Chris Olave is playing or not, or Michael Thomas is playing or not. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I'm going to trust Alvin Kamara to take care of it through the air if those things are needed. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's actually good reasoning, but I'm still going to rock with the with the Bengals. I feel like they they weren't able to get it done last week against Baltimore. I feel like I don't know. Hopefully, that's a wake up call to Zach Taylor to get to uh, change his offensive play calling around. But um, at the end of the day, I'm going to take Joe Burrow over Taysom Hill. So. That's what I'm rocking with. We have the Baltimore Ravens who travel to New York to take on the 4-1 New York football giants. Draven, who do you got? Um, you guys know my MVP this pick this year. So Daniel Jones? I, I, yeah, Daniel <laughs> Jones for sure. Uh, yeah, so give me Giants. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let me go Ravens because they're, Lamar Jackson is going to outperform everybody on that mm-hmm. field. So Yeah, he's the best player on the field to me. I, I'm rocking with, with the Ravens too. Their defense looked stellar last week. I know it hasn't looked good up to that point, but it did look stellar against the Bengals. I think they're going to be able to find a way to shut down that New York offense. And I know, I think Brock has a smug look on his face. I think he's going to pick the Giants. You know, I love being on the island. I love being on the island. It's my favorite place. I love picking the Saints over the Bengals. I love taking the Giants over the Ravens. I think that, I think that uh, 
Brian Dabble is just one heck of a coach. He's one heck of a game planner. I think he's going to be able to play to his strengths against this Ravens defense, who is who have looked porous all season, even without some of their top receivers playing. I don't know what exactly their injury outlook is right now. I know I can trust Saquon Barkley to run through the middle of that defense whenever necessary. I know that they can make these cool little play action plays, little dink and dunk plays to get the first down. They're a really good ball movement team. But mm-hmm. I think I'll take a ball movement team that could make plays on the ground and through the air than just an offense that can make big plays and can't drive the ball down the field as consistently as we would have hoped. So give me the Giants over the Ravens. That's actually not a, that's not a, that's not a terrible take. I, I, just, I just trust the quarterback-coach comparison more at the Ravens. I know you said Brian Dable is probably your coach of the year right now, and he's been really good. That's, that's completely fair to say, but I'm, I'm, I just trust Lamar Jackson more to get this done. In uh, at noon in New York, so we're gonna go to the. This should not even. This should not take. <laughs> this should not be an island pick at all. It's the Buccaneers of the Steelers who have looked absolutely horrible. It's in Pittsburgh. I don't think I really need an explanation when I say I'm gonna take the Buccaneers. I'm also taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks as well. I think it's. I think it's hilarious. Like last week, we were hearing all these people saying, "Oh my gosh, what if Kenny Pickett?" Leads Dude, a victory yes. against the Steelers. Same people are saying it this week. The same people are yeah, saying, like, what if he leads them to a victory against the Buccaneers? What what happens then? Dude, the Steelers are going to beat the Bills, and they got lost by 35, and Josh Allen sat the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's just, it, <laughs> I think it's no question that the Buccaneers win this game. I think they yeah. win it handedly. Yeah. Um, Steelers are like, I think they're bottom 27, both offense and defense overall. I don't think it's going to be close. Give me yeah, the Buccaneers. It's just, yeah. That's not hard. And I, I actually went on record saying that the Steelers, like when I did like my, when I predicted all the games throughout the NFL season, I had the Steelers winning like six. People got like mad at me. I was like, dude, they're not going to be that good. You guys you guys have Mitch Trubisky as your starter. and Old Mitchell. Old Mitchell. Yeah. He's not he's not even playing anymore. I was a believer, but I know you were. It sucks. I actually, well, it I thought Mitch Trubisky I, It takes a good. man to admit that. And, like, I'm proud of myself for being able to stand up yeah. here and say I was wrong. But at the same time, it kind of sucks because I was hoping he was going to come out and play like I've, like, yeah. at I a high saw, level. I just thought their defense so was going to be able like, to carry I was them. Right. Yeah, it's because yeah. it feels twice as good whenever you can say yeah. I was right about this. Exactly. Yes, I, I thought their defense was going to be able to carry them to, like, six or seven wins. And I don't even know if they're going to reach that point because TJ Watt is out. But, yeah. Panthers at the Rams. This is just a bad game this overall. Is, I think Rams. I, think I Rams took the Rams too. Pretty Rams easy. as well. It's it's an easy pick for me. I think that the only thing that could possibly make this a win for the Panthers is if they are able to lock down Cooper Cup mm-hmm. and they're Easier able to stop done. the run. Because mm-hmm. without Cooper Cup, this offense is nothing. No. they Their run game is not even good anyway for the Rams. It's it's not been good. The, and the only guy who ever seems to get open for the Rams when I watch Rams games is Cooper Cup. Yeah. And Cause they scheme him open every yeah. time. It's and, not like. And on the flip side, the Panthers look even worse offensively. They've not been able yeah. to find a way to get DJ Moore the ball. They just haven't looked fluent. They fired their coach. It's just been a dumpster fire in Carolina this year. So I'm still sticking with the Rams. But yep. Panthers, you got work to do, man. Yeah, it's going to be an ugly one. So we move on to Seattle. The Cardinals are traveling to take the Seahawks on both two and three teams. NFC West matchup. Cardinals at Seahawks. Who do you got, Draven? Yeah, so after um, the Lions, after a couple weeks ago, I picked Lions over Seahawks. Seahawks won. Uh, I, like I said, I can never, ever pick against the Seahawks again. Mm-hmm. So Cardinals versus Seahawks, give me Seahawks. Um, I say that because... 
the Cardinals just haven't been looking like clicking offensively this year. Uh, is this DeAndre Hopkins' first game back, or is it next? Is week? he playing this week? I th- I thought he comes back week nine. I think I think he has an okay. eight game suspension. I thought it was six. It might be six. Well, this is week six, so okay, so it would be next. It'll probably be next okay. week. Yeah, so still not not that big offensive weapon. So mm-hmm. yeah, give me the Seahawks. They've just been playing better. I'm honestly trying to remember who I picked. I I thought I picked Cardinals. I have to go back and look at my thing. Hold on. <laughs> Brock, do you know who you're picking? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Seahawks as well. Um, nice. Honestly, I think that this defense can be carved up very well by an accurate passer like Geno Smith. I think this offense is something that – why are you fist bumping me? Because that was a – that, that... – that statement deserved a fist bump right there. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this to appease you. I'm just saying that, that, from a standpoint where I'm looking at the matchup, I t- I will take the receivers on the Seahawks and the ability to pass football at an accurate rate, plus the fact that they have no pass rush right. uh, on the Cardinals <clears throat> side. That that Geno Smith will be able to succeed unless he flops, but I don't see that happening based on mm-hmm. his success and his confidence right now. Uh, on the flip side. I mean, Kyler Murray is the only really functional piece of this offense at this point. I don't see a run game. I don't see any receivers other than Marquise Brown. They're playing at a reasonably high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Dorch had a couple of weeks, but I haven't seen him do much lately. So I will go with the uh, Seahawks over the Cardinals. Yeah, I-, I went with the Cardinals just because I think that Seahawks defense is really bad. I think it's going to be a close game, and it's NFC West games or divisional games are always close. I went with the Cardinals. That's more really just a gut feeling. I feel like Kyler Murray, if he's going to go off against anyone, it's going to be that bad Seahawks defense. So this is a Kyler Murray coming out, coming out party, if you will, this season. But, uh, yeah, Cardinals, I think, get the win in Seattle. But this is definitely a toss-up. Respectable, but disagree. And, that, and that's fair. I know. And this is this is now uh, the game that's kept me up uh, <laughs> many nights over this last this last week. Bills travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Both teams are four and one. The winner of this game takes the number one seed in the in the uh, AFC. So Brock, do you want to start? No, you don't want to start. I'll start. Um, this yeah, one's a fifty-fifty for me. It definitely is. It's a fifty-fifty, and uh, I think I'm a known Chiefs hater. So <laughs> since it's fifty-fifty, I'm going Bills. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's pretty obvious why, but can you give me can you give me a why? Why it's fifty fifty? Or why? Do you or have to why Bills? Yeah. Um, just because th- they're playing really good this season. Mm. Uh, they're they have all the weapons. Uh, we've seen the Chiefs struggle at times during games, and I think that this is one of those teams that if you struggle, you might not be able to come back. And that's that's that is what happened during the regular season last year. Yeah. We we fell behind and we couldn't catch back up. Yeah, so I think it, that that could happen again, but like I said it's a 50-50, so I also see mm-hmm. Mahomes coming out there carving out their defense. Yeah, well, I mean, he's um, played like the best I've I've seen a stat where he's played <coughs> the best against zone defense, which is what he does. He plays really well yeah. against zone. And the Bills run like zone 75% of the time or something. So yeah, it's so, it's going to be a it's going to be a chess match. Yeah, he could he could end up carving out that defense and Chiefs take the win, uh-huh. but um Give me Bills. Yeah, though. so I'll go next, Brock. Um, so the Buccaneers and Bills have two of the top defenses in the NFL, and we saw what the Chiefs were able to do to the to Tampa Bay and that defensive front. I, I said this earlier that I think if, if the Chiefs can run the ball the way they did, mix in the run and pass like they did with Tampa Bay and rush for 150 yards on the Bills, I think the Chiefs win this game. It's up to the offensive line. If they can give Mahomes time, run the ball effectively, they're going to win the game. Now, that's easier said than done against a team like Buffalo. I think we can do it, though, so I'm taking the Chiefs in Arrowhead 
on Sunday afternoon? Look, um, I can't. I don't know. Like, is this is this a fifty-fifty shot? It is. It is. When I come on to these shows, I've said this for like weeks and weeks. Is that I'm unbiased. I do not mm-hmm. pick the Chiefs every single time because they are they are not they are not my team when I'm talking. Right. However, I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one. Okay. There's a couple of reasons why. I think that the Bills could really honestly win this football game, but they have no run game. They don't. The Chiefs have one of the best run defenses in the league. They did they did get a little bit stifled last week right. against Josh Jacobs having a career day. However, we can bounce back. However, this isn't a run offense. This offense does not run the football mm-hmm. very well at all. So all they really have to do is just get take a linebacker out and put in an extra defensive back. Play you want to play nickel? Yes, I yeah. think that they, the Chiefs' defense can really succeed best if they run a nickel. On the flip side, the Chiefs' offense, I feel like, has an upper hand. Trey White is out. He's not going to return until next week. Um, we know that they, they're getting a couple of people back. Uh, Micah Hyde's obviously out for the season. I don't know how Jordan Poyer's doing, actually. Jordan Poyer is questionable, but he has been practicing, so he's looking like... Yeah, I think they a... said he's good to go on Twitter earlier today, actually. So, Yeah, so, you know, I feel like the one thing that Bill's defense can really do to make this Chiefs offense very, very, very uncomfortable early on is mm-hmm. pass rush. And that's where it makes it crucial. That's mm-hmm. where the Chiefs need to run the ball early yeah. on to win this football game. Right. And I, I want us to honestly get under center more because I know we play predominantly under shotgun, but we run the ball a lot better under center in my opinion. And if we do that, we're able to uh, to mix in some stuff, get some tight ends and running backs helping on Von yeah, Miller and those yeah, edge guys. If, if Von Miller can just be on Orlando Brown the whole night, it's yeah. <laughs> if it's yeah, if, in my opinion, not good. Orlando Brown on Von Miller one on one. Von Miller's finishing with at least two sacks. That's, oh, yeah. pro- that's yeah, for there's, sure. There's no way that the Chiefs don't get get our our, our tackles some help. And when and, and if we don't, that's really bad because yeah. they they will get home if you give them enough rushes because they they're <clears throat> they're really fast, lanky edge rushers on that on that Bills front. So this is the most anticipated game probably of the year. This is, this is like, I can't imagine that this is a team. The Bills have the upper hand going into this. They've that, had yeah. an extra day of rest. The Chiefs just played Monday Night Football. That's Yeah, that's fair. So what I look at when I think about this game is that the Chiefs have a little bit more uh, fatigue on their side, but if they're mm-hmm. getting players back from injury, that being it may be Trent McDuffie plays. That's that a really big That would be so if. huge, yeah. And in, he can cover on... Stephon Diggs, but that's not the biggest player that has thrashed the Chiefs. It's Gabe Davis, but yeah. you cannot put bad corners on really good receivers. That yeah. You cannot put Rashad Fenton, a slot corner, on Gabe Davis. You right. need to put somebody like Legereus Sneed and maybe shadow a safety over the top to make that's sure. That's what I want us to do. I, I want us to leave either one of them one-on-one with our best coverage corner and then just shadow the other guy. Well, here's the thing. is like Gabe Davis is not a good receiver anywhere else but deep. He is not. I a, know. That's what I'm he, saying. He, like, you saw, like, last, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, we caught, like, oh, he had 163 yards and, like, two last touchdowns. Week. But, last like, it was, week. it was last week. Yeah. yeah. He just, it was just long bombs. Yeah. And First play of the game was a 90. He either has, I seen, I seen a tweet where it was, like, he either has, like, seven yards or... 35. It's because he's not yeah. somebody. No, he's, he's, he's a field stretcher. That's exactly, exactly. his. His and and if we can limit that and run the ball well, I think we're gonna win the game. Yeah, I actually knew that Gabe Davis played last week because I was stupid and played Damian Pierce over him in my flex. Oh, so you yeah, you're mad about that. Damian one. Pierce threw me 25 and Gabe Davis had me 45 on my bench. Dang. So yeah, <laughs> hit me 45 before half. But my 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 final thought would be that. Kansas City just needs to stick to what they're good at. Good at. We saw them 
beat Shaq, uh, not Shaq Barrett, but Levante David and Devin White two weeks ago mm-hmm. and ran the ball all over one of the best run defenses in the league. The there's no way the league, that yeah. you, you, there's no way they can't do that again against Tremaine Edmonds and Matt exactly. Milano. And I think Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Edmonds is coming off an injury too. So they're a little banged up on that, on that defensive, defensive side of the football for Buffalo. So like I said, if we can take advantage of that, of that, uh, of our run offense, of our best interior, probably the best interior offensive line in the NFL, uh, there's no reason we can't win the game. Depending on whether or not Trey Smith is playing, which hopefully he is. Yeah, I, I believe they said he's he's full go. He has been the last two days. Okay. So, so that's that's going to be a fun one, 325 on Sunday. Next we move to an NFC East matchup. Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia to play the last undefeated team in the NFL, the Eagles. Who do you got, Draven? Um, yeah, I have Eagles on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said this uh, last week on the podcast, but... I actually have Eagles going 10-0 and this season. I don't have them losing Ooh. until they play Cowboys next. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is they're just on such a high horse right now, and I think if they're on such a high horse it would be so hard to knock them off. I think Dak's first game back, uh, this game's a for sure win for them, I think. Uh, Dak has obviously not been playing good His, since last year. Uh, the Eagles are playing at a phenomenal level, and, and like you said, uh, this could be Jalen Hurts. Uh, he goes out and throws four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's so, an if. If. Uh, yeah. Like I said, if. So uh, it, it's not out of the question. So the, give me Eagles. Yeah, I, I took the Eagles too. I mean, that Cowboys defense has been looking good, but the Eagles have just looked better as a complete unit. Yeah. I know Cooper Rush is probably still going to start for the Cowboys. So I'll take the the uh, the Eagles offense, and Jalen Hurts continues to play good in the in this season. I... I'm really confident in him and that and that whole offense. They they've, they've looked really good running the ball, so I'll take the Eagles. Uh, you know, I'll take the Eagles as well, but I don't think it's going to be that easy for them. I mean, Trayvon Diggs has been playing very well, and you got a great pass rusher, and both Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons, both of them are playing at a very high level. So is Dorrance Armstrong. They really have a really good pass rush, pass rushing unit. Um, but I just like. The Eagles are, are, Draven said it best, they're on their high horse, and they're playing very well, and they have a lot of confidence walking into this game. Uh, Cowboys, I just don't think their offense is going to be able to do much, so go ahead and give me the Eagles. Yeah, and then that, so that was the Sunday night game at 720, and next week, or and lastly, we, we moved to the Monday night game, AFC West matchup, Broncos traveling to LA to play the Chargers. This is a... This might be another tough, grinded-out game like we've seen from the Broncos recently. But uh, I think I'm, I'm going to take the, the Chargers in this one. I, the offense of the Broncos has looked so horrific. I, I trust Justin Herbert more than I do Russell Wilson right now 100%. And, uh, yeah, I, I know Brandon Staley hasn't been doing the best as of, uh, as of late, but I, I like L.A. in this one. So is Keenan Allen playing this week? Uh, let me check. Actually, that's a good question. That is a good question. Because if, Ke- if Keenan Allen's playing this week, then I I have a really good take on this game. Yo, you have a good. If he if he is playing. Yeah. Let me check. If, it's uh, if he's not, it kind of changes the answer. But come on, where is it? I think I actually just got some news on the Chiefs Bills game. Uh, the Chiefs will be without starting cornerback Fenton, Brian Cook. But. Apparently, we're also leaning towards resting McDuffie. Mm. So that's not good if you're a Chiefs fan. So we'll be without Fenton, Brian Cook, and... I think he's still out. Uh, Allen was limited yesterday. Okay. So 
Either way, I think uh, Broncos have not been having the best games. Obviously, we've all seen that. The most boring games to watch, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if there's one team to actually kind of break the Broncos out and have a good game, a high-scoring game, it's the Chargers, just because I think they're going to have to keep up with points, and so they're going to have to bring out some offensive schemes. Maybe they haven't this year. Um, But with that being said, I still have the Chargers just because I think they'll be able to outscore the Broncos and, and what they've been doing this year. Like you guys have said, Brandon Staley has no um, no control over that offense, so I have complete trust in that offense to, <laughs> to, to do its thing. So, yeah, give me Chargers. You know, you let Russ cook this season, he's going to give you food poisoning. Um, in my honest opinion, I really think that – you uh, yeah, nice. can continue to say that Russ or let Russ cook, but I'm not smelling what he's cooking yet, and that's just kind of why I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. Uh, he's Russell Wilson has not been playing anywhere near what we're no, used to see him no, playing, and I think that um, on the flip side, I think the Chargers really need a game like this to be able to pull out with a victory. Don't these two teams have the same record? Uh, no, the Broncos are two and three. Chargers are three and two. Oh, okay. So yeah, give me the Chargers in this one. I think it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos are just not a good football team, and they will continue to not be a good football team. So give me the Chargers confidently in this game. Yeah, so that wraps up our prediction segment. That's going to be – there's definitely an interesting week of games this this week. We have a few divisional matchups, maybe the most anticipated game of the year, and uh, some interesting games overall. We saw – it wasn't the most entertaining game, but it was an interesting game last, last night to start off week six. So hopefully that uh, – that trend continues on the interesting side of things, anyway. And I don't, if I remember correctly, you, you might have had a question for us earlier, Brock, that I wanted to get their predictions first. You know, uh, it's not really a question. It's just I kind of want to hear your awards so far, like MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, things like, like that. I can give you my MVP. Is it? It's Lamar Jackson. Right it's now? Lamar Jackson. Right? Aren't now. they like two and three? All right, hold, 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 no, they're hold, three and two. Hold up. Let me. Let me. Dude, the games he's lost were not, not him. The the one that he lost to the. To the Dolphins? Yeah, that after, was on after school, That was on him? Or no, the Bills was. The Bills was. All right, let's start with this. Your MVP. Every, let's just go around and get everybody's MVP so far. I'm a goat. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I'm going Pat Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go with Mahomes, and that's just – like, for me, Yeah. there's no player in the NFL that's able to have more control of their offense than Patrick Mahomes yeah. right now, and I haven't seen him make so many ridiculous throws – Mm-hmm. And I've been able to watch him every season. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen him make as many ridiculous throws as he's made so far this season. So I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes yeah. as of right now. Yeah, he's made some ridiculous plays this year. He's 4-1. and one. He just came back from a 17-0 deficit in a tough divisional game. I mean, there's no to me there's no other game no other player in the game that has more impact on any given game than Pat Mahomes, so I'm I'm giving him the MVP right now. So the reason I have Lamar Jackson is because I I agree Mahomes is a, a generational player has mm-hmm. a, a great amount of impact, but I think Lamar Jackson might have more impact because of what he can do on his feet as well. Um, when you have to worry about uh, when you have to put two spies on him, that that opens up some pass game. Yeah, most of the time. So uh, that's why I think he's just more not in control because uh, Mahomes has more control, but right. I think Lamar's just more dangerous. I was gonna say dangerous. Yeah, like he has the potential to be yes. to be the most uh, effective player on the field. Yeah, and he he is a lot of the times, but that's that's definitely a good one. So offensive player of the year to me, it comes down to two people. I want to hear what you guys would say though. 
Am I biased for saying Travis Kelsey? Because he leads the league in touchdowns right now. I, I don't think you are. Yeah. That would be my answer, honestly. He, you he serious? Has, he has seven touchdowns. I, I mean, I haven't looked at, like, all the offensive players' yeah, stats. Yeah, neither have I. Mean, that's just, that was just the first dude that comes to mind. Uh, who are you going to say, Brock? Let me think. Probably either Nick Chubb or Justin Jefferson. Oh, Nick Chubb. Oh, Nick, Justin Jefferson. Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Nick Chubb is by far the best running back. It's in the Nick right Chubb. Now. Yeah, it's not bet. even close. He, he honestly, if he wasn't right. on the field for them, they would lose damn near every game. Well, yeah. no, it's 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 funny to me because he is he's almost splitting snaps and like yes. he's still doing yeah. this thing. He's he's Kareem Hunt is on the field. It's like every other drive, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's still coming out and scoring probably every drive he sees. Yeah, it's it's actually insane what that man can do. They show all the workout videos of him like like squatting like 500 pounds for like reps of 12. I'm like, dude, Dude's like insane, what are you doing? Bro. It's like James Harrison. You guys remember James Harrison's oh, yeah, workout yeah, yeah. videos? Mm-hmm. Those would be nice. They play volleyball with like the 60-pound medicine balls. Th- he like, did that? Yeah. It was like know, him and his defensive line. That. And that they were like, thing. and instead of like hitting the volleyball like you usually do, they would catch it and just throw it back over with like 60-pound medicine balls. It was intimidating to just watch. Yeah. He's, and it was, he's huge, dude. Okay. Yeah, defensive player. Also a good player but. Defensive player of the year. I'm pretty sure Nick Bose is the front runner who I chose to actually chose to win. I don't know how he's he's, let, let he's pretty high on the list right now. Yeah, I, he was my pick, so I'm still gonna stick with Nick Bosa. He's been balling. Um okay, mine mine is uh Max Crosby. Really? Raiders, yeah. yeah, that's oh, a good is, one. This is yeah, NBA. he's actually he's like when I watch him play, he he's actually everywhere. On he the field. is. He's such yeah. a game record. Yeah, he's everywhere on the field, and, and he's just I, – I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just like watching him play. He's, he's very good. You know, I saw something the other day. It was a quote, and they said that the only thing keeping Chris Jones from being in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation are penalties. That's that's probably true, man. He's He's been, like, the highest-graded defensive player in the league this year. He's the only, like, player that was, like – 85 plus run grade and pass grade on PFF. I know I know PFF isn't everything, but he's been yeah. actually hooping. That that's that uh, strip sack was. <laughs> I, it was I, he's a game wrecker. He has been more effective yeah. than Aaron Donald this season. Yeah, and he's won at a better rate than Aaron Donald on on uh, pass rush moves. So with my thing on that is Aaron. I don't even think Aaron Donald wants to play this season. So <laughs> so you're all, you're you're kind of on the right track by saying that. And yeah. He's still, yeah. He, and he's still second in pass rush. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, I don't even think he wants to play this season. And uh, and he's second. That's insane. I love watching his videos though. Have you seen the ones with the knife? Oh yeah, he changed and, with knives. Yeah, like when they go stab him. It's like if you, like if you mess your hands up, you yeah, you're cutting you're the finger dead. off. And then they had that rookie on his team be his. Uh, his dummy, and he was just, like, choking that. him, and he was, like, <laughs> like shoving his throat forward. I didn't see that. No, so, dude, so you pick Nick funny. Boza, you pick Max Crosby. I'm going to go ahead and pick Micah Parsons. Me, I, I just, I just that's the up. obvious one. Yeah. And I think that Micah Parsons, like, obviously he doesn't have that big Wait, sack what? numbers as some of these other guys are having right now. Hold but on, I'm, I'm looking at the deep point odds. Chris Jones isn't even on the list. There's a lot of people saying that he should be. He should be. Well, it's plus 5,000 to Matthew Judon, and we can't even put Chris Jones on the list. Yeah, Matthew Judon is not the Rashawn Gary is 2,000? Come on now. Matthew Judon is uh, tied for number one in those sacks in the league. What? Yeah. How many sacks does he, he have? Actually? Um, same as Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, and Max Crosby. 
Really? Yeah, it doesn't say, but I'm about to look. Jeez. Dude, I feel they like there, it becomes more and more edge rushers in the NFL each year that it's our, like, dominant for whatever Yeah, there's reason. there's uh, one, two, three, four. There's four people tied for most sacks. It's Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, Matthew Judon, and Michael Parsons. All right, five more awards. Coach of the year. Five more. Uh, the one for the Giants, like you said. I think that's – Brian Dabble. Yeah, yeah. That's I think fair. I think that's a totally fair one. We've seen play calling coming out of mm-hmm. New England. We haven't in so long, and so I think that's the, the obvious answer. Uh, I'm gonna go Sean McDermott just because I know they had super high expectations, but he's been able to sit his starters in the fourth quarter like two or three times already this season, and you don't you don't get that way just by by having good players. Yeah. So I, I went Sean McDermott. <clears throat> All right, comeback player of the year. I think there's only one right answer. I have to think. I have to think on Saquon. this one. Saquon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not close. I mean, yeah. I don't there's like odds right now that Brian Robinson, but like how can he be a comeback I mean, player if you've never he, this played is his a season? first year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that just because he was shot. Yeah, but yeah it's an incredible story, but I mean Saquon, I've I don't know. I thought you had to play. Yeah. To be able to. to I think I thought back. you did too. Yeah. So right now I'm just, I'm going Saquon. Yeah, I'm going to go Saquon as well. Yeah, give me Saquon. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the only one I can think of right now. This one's going to be tough. Offensive Rookie of the Year. There's maybe five guys I can think of right now that can have this. Drake, L- Drake London. Drake London, Chris Olave. You got... Um, I would give it to Drake London. Brees Hall. Brees Hall's good as heck. Yeah, he is. Brees Hall is very good. Uh, I- I'll stick with Chris Olave. That's where I was going. I was going to okay. go ahead and say Chris Olave. He's, he's been, I mean, he's I just got Drake good. London because I'm super high on him this year. Actually. Yeah, I do like Drake London, too. I do like him. He was my favorite receiver coming out of the draft class. Um, just his ability. He, he's playing center out mm-hmm. there, like like not the position center, yeah. but like basketball. He's able to yeah. get high, box out receive, uh, cornerbacks. He's able just to catch the high catch, balls. Catch the rebounds yeah. and, and go up and get it. All right, defensive rookie of the year. This is where it gets interesting. Probably Sauce Gardner. We just talked about him. Yeah. I mean, when you're a top – when we're arguing, if you're a top ten corner in the league, already your first after year, six games, yeah. I'm surprised you're not picking Woolen right now. I mean, look, uh, uh, me too. But <laughs> but Sauce has just been so good. Yeah, I mean, Woolen is so fast though. That's mm-hmm. all I have to say is he is definitely the fastest player on the field most of the time. He's the breakaway speed on that dude is nasty. All right, finally, this isn't really an official award, but I'm gonna go with most improved player. So most improved player. Ooh, that's interesting. Trevor Lawrence. Really? Yeah. Um. Okay. Surprised you didn't say Geno Smith. Yeah. He didn't it, play last year. I mean, it could. I be mean, he played like five games. My bad. But yeah. Okay. This is tough. I was gonna say. Uh, well, actually, you go ahead and give your answer because my answer is probably pretty. I don't obvious. have an answer. You can you can say it. I, I'm going with uh, 49er safety Talanoa Hufunga. Oh yeah, he's dude. Like dude is uh, dude uh, like. He's good. He is a I'll game go, changer. No, you've been really. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Nate Hobbs. Last year he was really? really bad, and this year he's like competing for All Pro right now. So I'll go Nate Hobbs. He's been really good. All right. So yeah. Vegas. So that's that's a that's, that's I mean that's I'm not, solid picks right there. Yeah. I uh, think uh, there hasn't have been a better defensive player mm-hmm. that has made an impact on safety this season. I'm argue like he is probably a top three safety right now. Yeah, he, he is. Hufunga is like I. You can talk about safeties all day. There's not really. There's not really a staple top safety in the league right now. Isn't that funny? It's because I remember when it was like when Tyron Matthew got there and I was like fighting for my life on Twitter and stuff. I was like, yeah, dude, he's a top three safety and blah, 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 blah. And he's not now. I don't think he's now. But like, but... Who, who's the best safety in the league right now? 
It's hard to say. Minka Fitzpatrick, maybe. Uh, I was thinking I he's been getting beat a lot lately. That's part of it. Is like maybe Jordan Poyer. I mean, he's all pro last year. He has he's a leader in uh, interceptions right now. So oh, he's up there. Jamal Adams. Duh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isn't he hurt? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's out for the season. Yeah. He's... Well, I mean, I, I'd probably go Jordan Poyer right now. It's it's definitely tough though. Minka Fitzpatrick plays more of everywhere than Jordan Poyer does. Jordan Poyer just plays back. You know, and that's kind of my argument here is that if there's a time you want to establish yourself as the best safety in the league, mm-hmm. you can do it right now. Yeah. And that's what Talanoa Hufanga is doing right now. And he's I think definitely put himself up there. At the end of the season, he's going to be recognized nationally as the best safety in the league. I can see that. He is just, he is literally the reincarnation of uh, Troy Polamalu. He looks like him, he plays like him. He is. And I he mean, can take over games like him. Kevin Byers up there, too. I mean, he hasn't had the best season, I know, but he's he's Kevin definitely Byers been solid the last solid. year. He, he's just always solid. Like, I want to say Harrison Smith as well, but, it, like, he just hasn't been himself. Uh, Harrison Smith is such, like, a childhood player. Oh, I would go Derwin James right now. I forgot about Derwin James. Yeah. Derwin James, I mean, he, he, did, he takes people out of games, dude. He did pick up Kelsey and drop him. Okay, well, that's not indicative of anything other than being a... <laughs> than being cool. Of being, than just body slamming somebody. Um, that means... Uh, that Derwin means James takes game, people out of games, and he's really player. physical. Game, game player? Game, game changer, my bad. Because he, he made a tackle. I, I would go... Uh, he Picked him up. I would I'd say he's the best the best safety in the NFL right now, but it's definitely it's definitely up for grabs. But I think that's pretty much going to wrap up our show. That was a fun little way to end it off. Yeah. Um, I didn't record, like, the last... Or the first minute of the show, so that won't be posted, but it is what it is. Anyway, this has been the whole nine yards in KZLX going into week six. We'll be back here for week seven, same time, same place. So come back and listen next week. I've been Keith Smith alongside Brock Krusky and Javen Bridgman, and thank you guys so much for listening. Back to KZLX.